you're just gonna crowbar that in right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah all right do you want to, want to reserve it to the end no it's okay i mean we're halfway there now with, with your ham-fisted approach entry music it's the bob and josh show this is part two of our series on starting your own company launching your own business however you want to describe that we're covering branding how important it is how you can grow your brand how you can strengthen your brand and some of the mistakes bob and i have made along the way more than a few but that's okay Make sure you listen to this one a couple times. Take some notes. Get ready because branding is so important. All right, here we go. On to the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Metacasters around the world, this is entrepreneurship part part (laughs) deux. Two of my least favorite words packaged together. Uh, (laughs) Yes. So we are continuing our series on... Things you should think about while and before you're starting your own company. Bob and I have been down this path. We have made mistakes. I already have thoughts on some of the mistakes I'm going to talk about today about branding. And I'm very passionate about branding, but I've stepped in it a couple of times and stepped in it pretty darn bad. So I'm excited to share those lessons with all of you so that you avoid those landmines that I, you know, was hopping from one to the other on gleefully. Hey. Absolutely. Hey, before we do that, Josh, I mm-hmm. know I keep interrupting you. The floor. I know it's normal. But don't we have a public service announcement to do for Kenya? Yeah. Can we do that? <laughs> just, you're just going to crowbar that in, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, do you want to, want to reserve it to the end? No, it's okay. I mean, we're halfway there now with, with your ham-fisted approach. Hey, Josh, can you hold up your hand for just a second? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that narrow. That string. Yeah, small. that string bean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so a good friend of ours, uh, Dr. Kenya Odor. I hope I am pronouncing it correctly, Kenya. If not, please let me know. Please give me a virtual slap in Slack. Yep, Bob will do it for you, so don't worry. She teaches a couple of classes about human-computer interaction. Again, I think I'm getting that right. But anyways, where she focuses is UX, UI, and really enabling that to be as effective as possible. And the cool thing that she does is she partners with companies to have projects where she has groups of engineering students that take that project on, build out UI, UX. They talk to customers. They it's a, it's a senior project, so it's like a capstone project, I think was the word that she said. So it's very important. Everybody has to do one before they get that piece of paper that says they did all of the things. And she is looking for companies to offer up thoughts and ideas. I have worked with her in the past. It's been fantastic, both from the production of the students, but also just the opportunity to work with those students It was a wonderful thing, and I encourage many people to take part in this. So if you would like to do that, please reach out to us on our Discord via Twitter. We will share Kenya's link to her company, ways to get in touch with her. 
in the show notes. So please take advantage of this. It's a wonderful thing to do and to give. Okay. That was Josh. Nicely yeah. done. Thank What's you. you know what struck me is we've never really talked about it this way, but we're identifying like a friend of the cast. We are. We should we should do that in the future. Like have a little a little slice of if we have some news from friends of the cast. All right. I would like to do that. We just have to find a bit more smooth way to make it happen. Well, yeah, and and trim our our ham hocks that we have <laughs> for hands. So, oh, gosh. So, Metacasters, springing it out, branding. Uh, I, I want to kick it off this way, Josh. Mm-hmm. I, I, and this is dangerous. Me make me quoting someone. So, Jeff Bezos, I think it's I think it's Bezos, uh, says about branding, personal branding, branding, branding in general mm-hmm. is what people say about you when you're not in the room. So this is more so about your company. So what, if you're an independent, what would they say about your company when you're not around? Uh, and what would they say about you when you're, I want to couple those two together. There's the company brand and then there's the personal brand. And I think when you're an entrepreneur, when you're starting out, those two are are sort of blended together. Uh, and, and start the branding discussion, like sit, you know, get quiet, turn the lights out in your room, play some. Uh, Frank Sinatra, right? Play some, play some Sinatra, light a candle, and and then ask that question: What are people saying about me now? And the and the thing with Josh is, you know, I might be saying about Josh like he's a he's a well, you know, he has a well endowed skull. He wears hats all the time, and that's about all I know about him. And that's his brand. So if he if he wants to pivot that, then that's our starting point. Uh, and then that's where we're moving from. React to any of that, Josh. Yeah, I I think that's interesting. Yes, that is your brand, but you have control of it. And that's really yeah. what this is about, is about taking action. So don't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm branded this. Uh, you might be branded perfectly well. But what you can't afford to do is not be intentional about it and just let it evolve as it may. So what this episode is really about is how you can grab the reins and modify, evolve, shape your own personal and company brand so that it supports everything that you're trying to do. That's our goal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing negative about what I said. Yeah. It's an intentionality to it. That's this episode being intentional, being thoughtful about it. A lot of people, and you know what, if you're not doing like you have a brand, no matter whether you're trying or not, mm-hmm. as an employee, you have a brand. What do people say about you? Not, in, not, not in a gossipy way, but when someone says Bob Galen, when Josh and I worked at Teradata together, I had a brand. I, I actually, now I venture to say that I wasn't managing. I wasn't very intentional about that brand, but I had a brand. And that brand was in a context, actually. There was sort of brand confusion between the brand that I brought to the table and the brand that, and the, and what the organization wanted me to, to behave in that brand, et cetera. So there's no negativity here. It's more being intentional, being, being thoughtful, being, being craftful about your brand. So Josh, what's, what's a, a tactical, let's be tactical. What are the ways to build that brand? One of the biggest hurdles that I see folks wrestle with this in this space is 
getting comfortable talking positively about oneself and like really positively, you know, and, and a lot of good people are humble. We've been raised to be humble. All of those things throughout our society that preaches being humble, your parents, church, school, whatever it might be that help shape you, you can still be humble and still promote yourself. Those, those can exist in the same world. And I understand for many folks, it's a new thing. It's uncomfortable, but you can't shape your brand if you're unwilling and everybody has the skill, whether you know it or not. So it's now, it's just a matter of will to be able to practice that and make that happen. I I mean, you hit me with my kryptonite right off the top. Right. And you know that that's why I was frowning, not at your point but it's one of my kryptonite points. I still struggle with talking about myself. And to your point, I think you, I mean, the first hurdle everyone is to, is to get over that and to be able to talk about yourself. Um, now there's, there's subtlety in that. You don't want to be an ass, you know, right. And, or obnoxious or, you know, but at the same time, I'm, I, to this day, I'm a solopreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. I've been a leader in organizations. So I've, I've seen it from all sides. I still am terrible, uncomfortable, terribly uncomfortable talking about myself. And that's, and Josh knows, Josh has coached me on that. Um, I think, and, uh, and I'm working on it and I'm getting better. And I, I do a, a ton of public speaking. I do a ton of external stuff. That's not the same as talking about myself and my successes, my accomplishments, and really shining a light on me. Um, so, so I think that's a, I think it's a work in progress to, you know, you want to, you know, if you're like me, if it's uncomfortable, then you have to work on that. You just have to start chipping away at that. Josh, I, I don't, I'm trying to think of where are you at on that spectrum? You personally, I had to work through the humbleness and it wasn't, it was, it was a mindset. It was, no, Josh, you don't do this. That's just how I was raised. But I realized that I had to figure it out. And I had to find the right way to word it and approach it without being braggadocious or whatever term that you might think of when somebody's like, oh, my God, can this person please stop talking about themselves? Right? You don't want to be that person. But you're a product and you have to sell yourself just like you're selling your favorite whatever. So you need that 30 second pitch of this is who Josh is. Think about uh, if you're if you're trying to start a company and people talk about having your vision and your mission and all of that. And that helps shape how you sell yourself and your company. So there are some foundational pieces that you can put in place that can be difficult to figure out, but once you have those, then it's just the facts. And that's where I try and stay with things is I just build on the successes that I have and use those as factual points of info that a customer can use to decide whether I'm a fit or not. I don't, I, I don't know if there's, so I'll, I'll throw another one in the mix. Yeah. Um, I think, um, I'm thinking of networking. So I was an early adopter. I can't remember. I'd have to look on LinkedIn when I connected to LinkedIn. I've skipped Twitter 
as a political protest against the ownership of Twitter. So, right. and, that, and I'm sure that I'm sure that has rippled through the servers to Elon and affected. I mean, him. it's hit the bottom line pretty heavy. Yeah, that's what I. Well, weight aside, <laughs> that, that I, but uh, LinkedIn. I, I think I was a relatively early adopter, so I've been on LinkedIn for over ten years. It, it was an intentional thing for me to build my business network. Uh, on that platform. I know that platform has gotten a little squirrely. It's starting to look like Twitter-ish a little bit. Uh, I've never been a Facebook. I'm, I don't have a Facebook account, so I've never done that. Uh, but so it's getting, it's starting to get a little bit away from the business, but I think it's still there. You can still leverage it as that. And it's the power of not just having my name there, but who I connect to uh, and then liking and how I'm reacting to things. Like I'll post, I, I try to do a uh, blog post a week uh, and I'll put, post it on LinkedIn. And I try to be really regular about that. I'm trying mm -hmm. to get my name out there. Uh, so Monday mornings, you know, most weeks, I rarely miss it. I'm posting that. Uh, but but that's, that's the more, that's the larger footprint. The softer footprint is how I'm reacting. How, what am I liking? What, who am I weighing in on? Who am I recommending? Who am I saying, hey, nice job? Uh, getting to know, get, so what I'm trying to do is it's not just business networking, but I'm trying to let people know what makes Bob Galen tick, right? What is he passionate about? What causes is he passionate about? So non-business things. And I think that's an important part of, again, it's going back to what do people say about you? It's not, but do they have something to say? Right, right. You're you're creating things for them to say. You're creating. Oh, it's almost a persona. You're building a persona, and LinkedIn is an active part of that. Josh, any reactions to that? Yeah, one of the things. I mean, if you go back to the last part from Bob, what are people saying about you? Well, what if they don't even know you exist? Then they can't say. Then you have zero brand, uh, and that's something that I had to figure out when I moved here from Ohio, I moved to North Carolina in like 2008 and I had a job, but I didn't know anybody. And I knew I was planning a future here in the state. So I had to find ways to get people to know that Josh Anderson was here and this is what he can do. This is where he's trying to go. All of those things. So I got very intentional with that. And what Bob hit on is that any social media that you do, the value is in consistency, that you're there, you are in front of eyeballs. And what's nice about LinkedIn is that it is targeted to the business world. There are some people that post stuff that's not business. And there are people that come out of the woodwork and comment very harshly at them. I kind of feel bad for them at times, but you do have an opportunity to establish your brand. This is what matters to me. This is what I'm thinking about. This is what I care about. And if you don't engage, then your brand doesn't exist. And if you're trying to start your own company based on your talents, your skills, your experience, you're going to have a real hard time getting that pipeline built out of potential customers. Piling onto LinkedIn real quickly. Um, and uh, it's it's like that overview of who are you. So I look at LinkedIn profiles fairly, fairly frequently, and some of them are good. They really give a background. And some of them are, like, not good. 
um, and they're just too brief, or they're or they're they're dated, like like they're referencing a job that happened for they're they're referencing like ten years ago, and I think to myself, gosh, you need to update. That's your that's your presence. That's your business card to some degree. The other thing is when people have a business, their own, they're a solopreneur or or whatever, or they have a small startup, I, I'll always check on their website and I'll just cl- click on, well, what is their company? So this is your personal brand. What is your company brand? I'm sure, I'm sure I'm not odd. I'm sure people do that. And what I often find is there's not, there's even less substance there's, or there's not substance on the personal side. And there's less substance substance on the uh, the business side. So, like, how hard is it? It's it's not much work to like build up those those ideas in LinkedIn. So it's there's the uh, reactive side and the posting side, but just spruce up your presence or pay someone for goodness sakes to do it to do it for you. Um, I think it matters. Yeah, it yeah. Matters. Uh, a couple thoughts there. I don't. I avoid sending a resume because. I don't want to update it. I don't want to maintain it. And I just say, listen, my LinkedIn profile tells you more about me than just the resume. I can send you a resume, but like start here because I've invested in trying to have this tell a story about who Josh is and where Josh spends his time and you can dig in further there. So I start with that. A couple of options if writing isn't one of your things or you are uncomfortable with writing uh, chat GPT, as many know, that's a, that, that's a tool that I use. Now here's an interesting thing, Bob. I, I had to provide a 30 second pitch for a company I'm working with now. They were saying, Hey, we have this person on board. Here's what he's doing. And someone asked me for it. So I, because I have a brand because of the podcast, I asked it to write a bio about me. Oh, okay. And because we have built this up over the past 14 years, it knew about me and it did a pretty damn good job. I was kind of embarrassed at how nice it was about me. So oh, well, that's a, that's a tool. I'd uh, like to see that. Okay. If you could share that with me, I'd yeah. like to, I'll, I'd like to see it. I can, so I can bring so I can bring it down to reality. Maybe yeah, I can, so repro- can chop. Uh, <laughs> so I can, second. No. Bob, Bob mentioned paying someone and, you know, five years ago, I never would have done that. I would have put it on myself. And with Kazi, with my company, I hired somebody that was recommended to me to help me with my brand. And I was thinking, hey, they're going to give me a new logo, blah, blah, blah. And like, that's it. But the depth with which she worked around my entire brand of okay, we're fixing your logo because obviously a database engineer made this logo and it's terrible, but here's a, here's something that lines up with what you're thinking. Here's a tagline that you can use. Here's how we're going to redo your entire website. I've went through every section and I've reworded it to have it make more sense. Again, like I'm not, I'm not a, a skilled writer like this person was and the difference that it made and the pride that I had with my website now, like I didn't cringe when somebody says, Hey, I was just on your website. You know, it's like, Ugh. you know, like I did the best I could, but I know that's not really good. And for a reasonable investment, that 
I feel puts me in a better place. So knowing what you're good at and what you're not and reaching out and getting help. And I, right now I've had like three logos designed in the past six months by folks on Fiverr. So I'm paying like 50, 60 bucks and they're doing an amazing job with these logos and everything else that goes into it. So there's a ton of resources that are out there. So get help. Anything else on that? I was, well, I wanted to react. I think Steven said something, um, case studies, and it really inspired me. Um, and this is maybe sort of a, a tangent, a little bit off. This might be like an option, but thinking about as you're building your brand, think as an employee, I don't care if you're, you know, either way, but it, think about your successes and this is not a chat GPT. This is you sitting down and writing, like capturing your capturing little mini case studies, capture little mini success stories, so you don't forget them. And then it, we talked about talking about yourself, uh, also being able to send it to someone or putting it on a website or just putting it as part of a memoir or something that you can use later. But I really think, like, I don't do that. It's another, it's another anti-pattern for me. So talking about myself is hard and, and writing about my successes is hard. Even if I'm just writing it on my, in my journal, uh, I don't like to do it. So that makes me feel uncomfortable too, but it's like capturing you, uh, along the way, capturing, like being intentional. What did I do? You know, I just kicked, I just knocked it out of the park. Or I just did a really great job. Or I brought something up to my boss that required courage. Or I did this. Keep track of that stuff, and then figure out ways. Well, how can I? How can I communicate that better? And how you can you give yourself confidence? The other thing is, if you do split off as a company, you're going to need collateral. You're going to need, as part of the sales process, you're going to need these things, uh, like J Josh was talking about. And then you can run them through chat GPT or whatever you want to do. But you have that. Yeah, it, it's it's one of the tricks that I use is I. I do so much better in life when I take emotion out and boil it down to facts. So what I'll do is I'll look at my current or previous job and say, what wins have we had as a company? What role did I play in making that happen? And then that enables me when I think about it like, like, like that, that enables me to not only show what I did, but show how my efforts help the company achieve new heights, new goals or whatever it is, because a lot of resumes and a lot of things I see people write is they, they recreate their job description of like, I did this, I did this, I did this like, okay, cool. But that's what you're supposed to do. So what are the things that move the needle for your company? Right. And think about the role that you played in making that happen. You undoubtedly played a role in it, but if you roll it back and think about the wins for the company, cool. Then you start zooming in on my team and me and what, what piece did I play to make that happen? Then it becomes like our company was acquired for $2 billion and my team was the product team and we transformed this and built that and did this. And that enabled our multiples to be crazy to where we got, uh, two, $2 billion, right? Like that was, it's just things like that, where 
those are facts and people can look that up and validate that a company did this and then they can see the role that you played. So you don't necessarily have to start with yourself. You can turn it backwards and start with a company and then yep. really play up the piece that you had in it. Oh, I know I'm belaboring LinkedIn, but I think it's powerful. So I, I and it's tactical. Uh, but there's this recommendation, I think, aspect of LinkedIn where you can ask someone for a recommendation. Uh, and I, 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 I'm spotty with it. So I haven't, I haven't been active asking people for maybe a number of years. I used to, a few years ago when I engaged a client after I left them, I would ask them to do not, not the day we parted ways, but maybe a few months later or something, I would ask them for a recommendation. Uh, when I left a company, I would ask trusted partners, um, and, and what I found is that was people said things that I wouldn't have said myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a real, and it was very multivariant. It was, it was like very different perspectives. So I have like maybe 50 to 70 of them now. Uh, I've been lightweight. I probably need to go back there, but if you look that that's a wonderful, and, and again, as a, as part of my sales process, I'm like, look at my presence. Part of my sales pro process nowadays is I'm out there. If you looked at my LinkedIn profile, you can get a sense, do I want to work with this, this ass Bob Kellen or not? You can get a real sense for my brand. I, I, and so I'm kind of proud of that, right? By my writing, by the Metacast, you, you can get a sense. And that's incredibly helpful. Uh, not only in who it tracks to you, but who it, who, who it repels from you as well. So I don't have to, I don't have to like deal with people who aren't really serious about working with me. It just auto repels those folks. So, yeah. so look, look, that part of LinkedIn can be very powerful. So don't be shy about asking people to do that. And then, and then reflect on what they say and why they said it. Every dollar I've made with Kazi has come from some form of content that I have created. If it was back in the day doing the live streams on Twitch, which yes, Steven, we're going to get back to, to just the content that we create here to post on LinkedIn, all of that. Every dollar that I've made has been associated with the content that is created. So it, it is your best marketing. I, as I launched Kazi, I sales was not my thing. It's not a world that I lived in for, you know, I didn't live in it. I was an engineer. So I hired a sales company to do a thing and like, okay, I know I can't do this. I'm going to farm it out. I'm going to trust people that do this all on a regular basis. And after four months of them telling me like, Hey, you just gotta, you just gotta let the machine work. You gotta let the machine work. Cause I was like, how many thousands am I spending every month? And you keep telling me it's going to happen. Like, just get me, get me one lead. And I ended up pulling the plug on it because I got leads from the work that I was putting in. Uh, so you can make that happen with good investments. Now, some of the mistakes that I made along the way, I want to make sure folks hear, hear this is um, I went like brand crazy and I overdid it. I created my company. And so I created all the social media accounts for my company and I started posting everything into those accounts that had like four followers. And I think all of them were friends and family. And I, because I wanted to have a separate presence, I wanted the company to be the company and Josh to be Josh. 
But reality is the company is Josh. And I already had a following on various channels and I should have invested there and built it out that way instead of starting with like, Hey, here's this new thing that no one knows about. And I kept in my own feed trying to tell people about it, but it's not the same. So keeping the content tied to me, which is why when all these things that we do in LinkedIn, yes, there's a Kazi account and a Kazi page, but I keep it broadcasting here with Josh because in LinkedIn, that's what people know. That's where the thousands of followers are. So I, so I stick with that, but there were some hard lessons learned where I put a ton of effort, created a ton of content and, you know, posted it for no one. And then I was, you know, had to wake up and be like, what are you doing? Like you have thousands over here and a dozen over here, you know, what are you doing? But it was that, like, I want to keep this separate, but you're selling you. So be you. Well, I want to pile on to that. It's, it's a, you may have like this business side and this personal side. And if you're start inside the company, you can have a company side outside creating your own company, but you want to lean into my advice would be strongly what Josh said is lead with your personal lead with you, right? It's about you don't. And, and as you talked about that, Josh, it, so I didn't see that coming as you did that because you're the tech guy to me. So I, yeah. I, I look, I look at you in awe, like whatever you do is right technically. But now, now that you're saying it, I saw that as you were evolving, you were diluting things and yep. stuff and you were losing your way. And that's absolutely wrong. And the other thing is you, you lost sight of who, who is your, so Metacasters, you are the brand, you. And this is why I'm so damned uncomfortable talking about me, right? But I have to, because I, I need to build myself. Like, what do people say about you? It's not agile. So I have Argalen. A mistake I made is is doing everything myself early on. Uh, and and Josh taught. So listen to Josh. Don't be cheap. Pay a few things. It's it's not that costly. Uh, and my first my and I, it's exists to this day is my company name. I think I need a drum roll for goodness sake. Da, 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 uh, is Argalen Consulting Group LLC. Everyone wake up now because I know that that made you sleep. What the hell was I thinking? Oh, I'm really, this is bright. R for Robert Galen Consulting Group. Hello. So, and, and that was silly. Now, I guess the good news is my personal brand <laughs> oh, yeah. sort, of, sort of rose above the stupidity of that. Now, nowadays, I also have this alter ego called Agile Moose. Right. And I feel much better with the Agile Moose. It, it, it allows me stories, et cetera. And again, I went out to get some help with that. Uh, the other thing with your brand is, is find something Josh and I disagree. He, he algorithmically picked Kazi. I think it was, you know, I, I it was a language and a, I'm not, I, I am picking on him. I can explain. But so, but again, mine agile moose, but the, my point with the agile moose I wanted to make is it creates it is it's it's almost like a totem for me it's it, it's like it represents me it makes me smile it gives me energy uh people ask me what um, why agile moves it gives me entry mm. no one ever asked me about our Kalen consulting group yeah unfortunately yeah. right so so that so think about creativity with the branding 
ask people for help with the branding, but it's, it's all about you. Yeah. Uh, and I used to give Bob so much crap about the logo for our Galen because oh. it was this like classic 1990s blue curvy thing. Like it, it, it doesn't communicate anything. It's like, no, it doesn't insert standard company logo with a name and a, like a blue swoosh around it or something. It was just yeah. like, what is that? What does that what represent? Is that? You know? I know. Uh, so I still have, I still have a lot of, I still have boxes of business cards around that Josh, <laughs> if you want me to give them to you. Yeah. My, so, so I struggled with like naming and what do I do? And it was important to me to have a name that meant something. And I was talking with Todd Olson, who's one of the founders at Pendo. And it just came, like, we were talking through a couple of different things and it came up about the Pendo name and where it came from. And he explained that in some other language, it meant something that meant something to him. And he liked it. It was short. He could get the domain and it was quick and easy. So I went on, like I spent like a month uh, going through words that meant something to me on Google Translate and seeing if there was something that I like, something that hit me that was short. And that's where I landed with, with Kazi. In Swahili, that's the word for work. And so with my focus of trying to make work better for everybody, I invested in that. Oh, and by the way, it's four letters and the domain's available. So that was a no-brainer. Uh, but to Bob's point, I have to explain that. It, like, it means something to me. It's not like Agile Moose where you can begin to visualize things. I've got this relatively random word for my customers that doesn't really mean anything to them. So I think I could have done better there with an investment like Bob has with, with his moose and the moose herd and all those things that he does where I think that could be more useful. One thing getting back to you, Metacasters, um, it is about you. It's all about you. But now, you know, one of those quintessential rock bands, the who, it's, it's who are you? All joking aside, I want you to go deep. I recommend that you go deep on understanding who are you. So below the branding, who are you? What are your strengths? Right. And being able to articulate that. Who, who are you? Who do you want to be? Uh, and, that, and don't be superficial on that. And Josh, we've talked about this, I think, on the Metacast before. You know, like drilling in. And you can change your who are you. You can discover that. You can go in different, you can go in different directions. Um, but it's go, what? Okay. Sorry. Uh, That's okay. The dogs. It, yeah. Yeah. But, it, but it's, it's like that, you know, get real about and and get and go deep on who are you uh, react. I want to hear your reaction. And, to that, and, and don't be shy, right? You are special. There's something about you that is unique find that thing find what you do really well hopefully you also like it like that's that's a bonus that's kind of a requirement but there's something special there you have succeeded because of your unique gifts lean into that use them ha use those as your rocket fuel for you to take off but if you're unwilling to highlight those for people to understand then your rocket's not going to go very far, but you have this giant vat of rocket fuel 
you just have to find it and then keep using it over and over again. Oh my God. You're on fire, my friend. Holy. No, you are. I'm, I'm jazzed up Yeah, No, it's find that and amplify it. And everyone has it. Uh, just what Josh said. We need to, we need to sort of pull that out as a little snippet for the Metacast, Josh. We can snip. All right. I, I want to, building on that, I want to talk, I think another thing, branding, is think of yourself as a, like, what is your service sheet, right? What services are you offering? And this, this directly connects to who are you? And what do you want to be? I'm Agile Moose. What's my identifier? What's my totem? Where's my energy come? from I'm a rocket I, and again this is not just your company you should be this rocket inside your company right you should be burning you should be <laughs> leaving crispy critters around behind you uh but then what it what like what is your service offering sheet um uh, what what do, what does a service look like uh what are the packages you're going to do uh as part of a service well what's in it for me like how would you sell it how would you sell it? What's what's the big, what's the big, what's the ROI for that? And and just go through that exercise of I am a service. I talk to agile coaches. Uh, there's there's a and I, I wrote a blog post about this uh, once, um, and uh, some folks at Fidelity were using it, and uh, I think they were doing it before. So I, I heard from them, and they said, yeah, we we pivoted, and they're describing their coaching. They were so as you know, a year ago, they weren't really, they were a coaching firm. So their brand was, we do coaching, but we're like the McDonald's of coaching. You, you roll up and you yell into the speaker and you get a coach and, and there, you roll up to the window and, and they throw an agile coach or coaches in a bag and they give it to you. Uh, and there was, that was, that was sort of the branding. That was sort of the service offering. And then they they themselves started thinking about, you know, that's not working. It's not working for the coaches. It's not clear. It's not working for the clients. It's not clear as to what we do and what we don't do. And uh, then they went through like a service brainstorming session and they started really identifying, this is what we do. Uh, and mapping it to the business, mapping it to the customer, mapping it to impact. And they changed it. I think I think that, that made a, a, a fundamental difference and how they were interacting. And to me, that's a branding exercise. Before, we're an agile coach. That's a very generic brand and you're gonna get very generic out outcomes. And, but good news is everyone's gonna to come to you, <laughs> right, I guess, but you're not gonna maybe get good results. Uh, then fast forward, this is what we do. We do leadership coaching. We do team coaching. We don't do metrics or we don't do metrics in this area. Uh, and this maybe is why, et cetera. And you really start being clear about it. We we pair with people. Uh, this is an area of specialty. If you really want us to get excited, this is an area that, that we're super, like this is our superpower area. Josh, what do you think about that idea? Uh, it, you know, stabs me in the heart because I made that same, same mistake. I was an agile coach for hire. What does that mean? It means a million different things to different people. I did a poor job of expressing the value that I can add over time. I figured that out. And in the last year, as I've really started to understand myself and spent a lot of time thinking about all of the things that I've done and what makes me happiest, I've been able to steer my customer base towards the thing that I enjoy the most. 
And so providing that clarity right out of the gate of saying, this is who I am, this is what I provide, this is what an engagement looks like, that has really affected the pipeline that I have, that now there's actually a pipeline. You know, whereas before it wasn't really, I would just kind of stumble along and find the next one, fingers crossed it was gonna be in time. Uh, so that so that's a thing, again, that I didn't do a good enough job of. And Bob told me that, but I didn't know how to make it happen for myself. So this is one of those things where get help. Just as Bob talked about, they went through this whole process and they did brainstorming to figure it out. It's not sitting there just like waiting for you to pick it up and post on a website. You have to do some real hard work to figure all of that out. One of the things that we're talking about, so I just want to make a comment on a comment that Stephen said, like, even if you aren't starting your own business, you have a brand, you have to work on it now that will enable you to get the next job. Or if you want to break off and do your own thing. So this isn't just about, Hey, I want to start my own gig. This is for everybody that's out there. Investing in this will only empower your success as time goes on. Because again, you go back to, you'll be able to positively speak about yourself and all of those things that you've done. Your resume will get better. Your LinkedIn profile will get better. People will start to just find you naturally because of the content that you're creating. So that changes the game. I want to, I, so yes, I'm yes ending you today a lot, Josh, but I want to kick people in the butt. You have a fiduciary responsibility to build your brand. If you're not doing it, shame on you. Damn, for you, for yourself, for your family, for your career, build your, in fact, sitting on your butt is building your brand. What do they say about you when you're not in the room? Bob Galen says, Bob Galen does a great job of sitting on his ass, right? Or pontificating in the Medicast. <laughs> An overwhelming Josh. No, but you're building, you're doing it. So intentionally build it. Uh, it's 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 crucial for your career. I think it's more important from an inside perspective than it is from an outside perspective. It's important in both ways, but yeah, but but do that. I it's, wanna I want can I throw go ahead, Josh. I just want to yes and that in Bob style, uh, to me, it's a control thing. I don't want to let control of where my career goes. Yep. If I'm not doing it, it's happening to me and I'm not comfortable leaving that chance of maybe it'll turn out good. Maybe it won't. So I'm going to grab the wheel and drive the brand truck wherever I want to take it. Yes, it's a big, heavy truck, not because I'm a big guy, but because it's it's a effort to make all this happen. It's additional things that you're not doing now. So it's new investment in creating things and connecting and updating all of your stuff, but it really pays off. I'm not sure of other investments you can make personally that would have the return on the investment over the length of your career. Like, I'm not sure what else you could do. That would be more. I would agree. I want to, I want to throw like an elephant that we don't always, yeah. we sort of deflect it. You and I do this, Josh, I, I throw in writing and, and you're like, but I don't like to write. 
Mm-hmm. Then ChatGPT came around and it's like, oh, now I'm a writer. You know, uh, I'm Ernest Hemingway. I'm kidding, right? So, so and, and that, but I, I think I, I'm recommending that as part of brand building, you need to work on your communication. Damn it, you don't have to become an orator like a Barack Obama speech giver or anything like that. But you have to work so to build a brand, you have to communicate your brand. You have to you have to work on your writing skills, both your personal writing skills, your professional writing skills. You have to work on your your public speaking. You have to work on your ability to communicate. Uh, I've never attended Toastmasters, but I've heard people just really, you know, sort of be inspired by Toastmasters as a way to practice the craft of communication. What I'm throwing on the table is. You know, over time, I've noticed that folks are like, I, you know, I don't like it or I'm not good at it. So they like sort of they're declining and they're and then, check, you know, the tools have come in and it's like, oh, now I can use that. Yes, you can. But don't you need to do the hard work of figuring out writing and getting a writing style uh, over time. It may take five years, whatever it is, but be relentless about it. Be a better public speaker. Uh, part of what I need to do is not how. so. How do I talk about myself if I'm not comfortable, you know, and, and then if I'm not an effective communicator? So I have to work on that. So I, I know that almost everyone I talk to, that's a challenge and they want to shut down on it, right? Uh, don't shut down. That's, that's a crucial part. And you don't have to be perfect. So don't pick on yourself. Just get better one day at a time. Work on it and be that effective communicator that you can be. Find your personal style. And then be relentless with it. Agreed. Agreed. I had to find mine. Uh, I, I, at the time, blogs were the things you did. And then I become friends with this guy that, uh, you know, is like Alexander Hamilton and never stops writing. You know, just like blog after blog after blog. And the number of times we've done a podcast and he's like, oh, I've written a blog post about that. You know, I think he's 100% for everyone we've ever had. He's had at least one post about it. And so I, I tried to do that and I really did. And I work, I've got books on writing. I've read various things on how, on how to get better. What I found as this medium became more popular across the board, I found that I enjoy video and audio more. So I get excited about doing the thing. It, it isn't a chore. And I'm just more comfortable. Whether I communicate clearly or not, you you could probably argue with me. And maybe I'm blind to the fact that, hey, Josh, you're actually a good writer. You just don't trust it. And you like making videos more. So you do that. Um, while, yes, I'm sure some of that is right. But the fact that I like doing it, which means I do it more often, uh, has been the thing that's helped me. How do we do, Josh? What do you think? I did think, we cover? Did we miss a major? I don't feel like we missed a major point at all. I don't. We know. could I talk hope, about this for a while. Yeah, I hope somebody tells us if we did. If not, that's okay. You can let us know in the comments on YouTube. You can hit us up on Twitter. You can find us on LinkedIn. You know, since that's a thing, uh, I'll undoubtedly post about this episode once it's up and live, so you have the opportunity to. Listen to it there and say like, hey, I really wish you guys dug into this. So you have plenty of opportunities to 
dig in and help us deliver any more content that we should around this topic. I have a I have a stick of fork in it idea or challenge to everyone. Um, and the challenge is put a little Google survey together and send it to your universe and maybe have one question in it. Describe, have an open end paragraph. Uh, what would you, how would you describe my brand? That's it. And send it to, you can send it, you can parse it out professional, uh, personal, uh, both, however you want to do it. Interesting. And then, and then look at that because that's your brand. Yeah. And, and actually keep that question minimalistic because I, I just want folks to, you know, what are they thinking? Yeah. Uh, now that's your brand. And we talked about intentional. Now work on your branding, right? And if you're doing networking or, you know, like LinkedIn and things like that, you can change your audience. Then three months from now, send it out again. Maybe to a different population, maybe to the same population. What's my brand? Look for trending. Hey, is it getting close? And, and in the meantime, identify what you want your brand to be, right? <laughs> identify what your brand is and how, how am I tracking and how am I tracking? I would challenge all of you to become brandsmiths and that you're checking it on an interval uh, in a very generic way and then sort of narrowing that over time. Make some adjustments. Uh, intuit what, what, what you're, you know, intuit the responses and figure out what you do. Josh, thoughts about that? We good? I mean, I, I can't. And it's like, we just got to put the cherry on top right now. You that's a it. cherry. All right. Yeah. So from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina. And slightly more beautiful downtown Fuquay Arena, North Carolina. I'm Bob Galen. I'm Josh Anderson. <laughs> Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all.